Hello, one and all, and welcome back to episode two of the Great Unknown Audio Show with me, Maxim Jennings, and my travel companion and long-term friend, Mr. Nikolai Brown. Nick, how are we doing? He's an owl. That's one way of introducing yourself. Um, so I do apologise to any listeners who had to go through that terrible time of enduring the first episode with a lot of audio complications, and it honestly sounded like I was speaking out of a toilet half the time. Uh, but we're back. I've made some corrections. Finally found the uh, wind muzzle reducer that goes on top of the microphone, so they're on both of these now, so hopefully my voice should sound a little bit clearer. And to any of you who did stay around till the end and uh, listen to the young Indian teenagers absolutely mob Nick and ask him for a bunch of photos, I hope you enjoyed that part, and I hope there's more of those encounters to come. So, on to today's episode. Uh, today, we're going to be going through our luggage and what kind of essentials you need when going travelling for a long period of time. Nick and I have both got our bags at the ready. We are both sporting the 40-litre 4 class, courtesy of Decathlon. Big up. Uh, comes to around £60, I believe. Um, and funny enough, fits in the cabin hold for the majority of flights, unless you use Wizz Air uh, from Colombia, then you will have to pay a premium to keep it in the cabin. Uh, but Bingo. Wingo, not Wizz Air. Uh, I do apologise, Wizz Air. Wingo. Um, but Wizz Air would charge extra for this bag. And I presume Ryanair as, as well. As Ryanair, yes. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's a sturdy bag. We've already been using it for over three and a half months. And it's done us no wrong so far. So hopefully for the next seven months, it will do the exact same. So without further ado, let's get these bad boys open. Bit of zip ASMR there for all of you freaks out there. So first of all, let's start with one of the big necessities, the medical section of the bag. Mine is full to the brim. Unlike last time, we've added a few new additions. Uh, most importantly, the doxycycline capsules, courtesy of Asda, a malaria tablet, which is comes to around $40 for a pack. Uh, you get about 50 in in the pack that I've got. Uh, they recommend to use them one to two days before uh, going to a malaria zone and then four weeks after to uh, reduce any sort of impact you could have from the disease. Now, India is not really known anymore for having mal malaria in any of the places we're visiting, apart from a few hotspots in the southwest, I believe. Uh, but it's always good to uh, take care. And we will be visiting Indonesia, which I do believe is a hotspot, if I'm correct. Nick, have you got yes. a malaria tablet? Can Yes, I do, but I have a different malaria tablet. Atovacuone Proguinyl Hydrochloride. <laughs> and I have about three packs of these, about 80 tablets. So that should last me about 60 days. Yeah, it's one of the, one of the rare things that you don't really need the vaccination for and you can take a tablet for. We would advise anyone else who is going to any of these countries to look up whether malaria is common in that area, but also to look at any vaccinations you might need before you travel. There's no vaccine for malaria, sorry. No, that's right. Uh, the, one of the vaccines that we, we did look at getting multiple times was rabies. Uh, dogs are rife in everywhere you go, stray dogs in particular, and a bite can be deadly if you don't have the vaccination, which is why, of course, we don't have the vaccination because we're living life on the edge. No, uh, there's been a shortage in the UK at the moment, so there's been... No real possibility of us getting any, which is a shame. So if you do get bitten by a dog, it's advised that you go to your nearest A&E hospital within 24 hours um, to avoid death of the worst degree. 
Okay, on to some more. We've got some hydration tablets uh, for those hungover days, or if you just can't get enough water in, uh, then it's worth taking some, lots of these, depending on how much alcohol you're planning on taking. They can really be a savior for, uh, for hangovers. Mm. And I have some Swedish hydration tablets. I have no idea what they say, but I know they're hydration tablets. They look great. What's that say? Vetske setting. <laughs> uh, also, very important is uh, chlorine water treatment tablets. So it means that any form of water that you find could, could be turned into cleaning water, uh, to drinking water, sorry. Um, I wouldn't advise getting water from any of the Indian rivers, personally, but if you need to get water from a tap, stick one of these bad boys in, and usually within half an hour, it's ready to drink, which is pretty, it could be a lifesaver at some points, for sure. Yes. I would just like to point out your medical compartment in your bag is an absolute state compared to mine. Mine is all nicely, uh, neatly in a, in a first aid bag from Boots. Um, all the essentials there, Strepsils, malaria tablets, filtration tablets, hay fever tablets. But there's one important thing you haven't been able to pack, which is sun cream. Yes. Well, I do intend on buying some soon. Considering that the temperatures are very high around, in and around <sighs> India. Yeah, the temperatures don't affect whether you burn or not. One of Nick and my uh, inside jokes is that I always tell him that it's incredibly hot wherever we go, so we need to put on sun cream, but... Like Dr. Hillary says, it's about the UV, it's not about the, the, the temperature itself. Okay, let's move on. Right, I think both of us have both gone for the option of having two... Well, I have gone for the option of having two big bags worth of clothing um, and then packing one other bag for dirty, for dirty laundry. Uh, I've gone with the system of putting shorts, socks and most importantly pants into one bag. I would recommend to anyone to pack more pants than what you think you're going to need. Uh, you don't know when the next laundromat is going to be coming around. And it's also important to make sure you have a combination of short and long socks for when you're in hot countries uh, to allow for breathability, but also when you're in cold countries to make sure your feet stay warm as they are one of the first parts of your body to get mm. cold, I believe. So that's one compartment. And then we have long trousers, tops and shirts in another. It's always important to carry a shirt because you never know when you're going to be in a formal situation while traveling. And there's my new one. And what have you gone for? This looks uh, like a cute... Well, I thought it looked kind of Indian, so I bought it in a vintage shop in Leeds. Um, well, it's got a brown and black colorway. It looks yeah. a bit like a chessboard. Well, yeah. I, mean, I in fact, have gone with a, uh, a, tiki, a tiki man shirt alongside a dove and plant flower shirt. No, I think it's just, oh, it's just vine leaves shirt. I wanted to bring this one on our last trip, but was unable to find it in time and then realized that I left it in the back of my Volkswagen Polo and it stunk. But most importantly, I think my most important item of clothing uh, is in here somewhere. It is a navy blue polo shirt. And on it, it says, Men of U-Shot uh, 2023, which was from our boating trip in September last year. And I plan on wearing that in every single place which is of major importance on our travel to represent my village of approximately 300 people and put U-Shot on the map wherever we go. So you'll be wearing that in about two hours time. Yes, in about two hours time. So like I said, we've got one more bag which is for dirty laundry and I've already added to some of that. Now, packing can become very difficult when you have excessive amounts of clothes and you just have a cabin bag. So it's, it's really important to make sure that you pack just what you need. Uh, 
Pants, like I said, are essential. And socks, they're probably the two most important pieces oh, yeah. of clothing that you've got. Uh, let's get on to footwear. So, last time out, I only packed two pairs of shoes. One that, I currently, uh, that I'm currently wearing, which are a really important pair of sturdy walking boots. Because if you are travelling and you're trying to travel on a budget, it's very likely that you're going to be doing lots of walking. Um, so, you, f you need to, really need to take care of your feet. Um, and if you don't take care of your feet, make sure you pack a lot of Compede for those blisters. Um, in addition to that, last time I packed a pair of trainers uh, from courtesy of Primark and although they did me a solid, it, they had no grip on them whatsoever and in wet weather you would usually see a stumbling big white man amongst, amongst a bunch of Latinos slipping about all over the streets trying to get home and it looked like I was drunk half the time. Even though I was drunk half the time, the other half I would just be slipping about so it wasn't great. Nick, footwear options, what have you gone for this well, time? I've gone for the classic walking boots, same as last time. Essential. Um, I've gone for my New Balance trainers, I don't know what they're called, 501s, 505, I think they're the jeans, fuck knows, excuse my language. Um, and of course the flip-flops, because they are equally as essential as the walking boots. Yeah, a new addition for me are the Adidas sliders. Uh, I didn't take them last time, which was a big mistake considering we spent a lot of time on the coast. And you were going to the beach in your walking boots. Yeah, that was uh, thoroughly embarrassing. I managed to burn my feet really badly on one of the days. It was one of our last days in Mexico and ended up turning up to one of the busiest beaches on a Saturday afternoon in long socks and walking boots, getting a few weird stares from some people. But sometimes you just got to own it. Sometimes you don't have enough room in your bag to fit to pack what you want and you just have to adapt and uh, think on the spot. Wasn't my best choice. But alongside flip-flops, we've managed to fit in some boat shoes as well. Reminiscent of the uh, Men of Ushot boating trip from last September. These boat shoes once were my father's and have seen many a good day uh, of drinking. Uh, they are a light brown color with a tartan interior. Uh, they are a bit worn, but I thought since we're being in it, since being in India, uh, they like to wear their flip-flops or open-toed shoes. These are our nice alternatives, and they've got a bit of grip on the bottom. So they're your, they're your dad's. These were my dad's. He gave so them to me. Does your dad have the same size feet? My dad's a size nine. Uh, I'm a ten and a half, but surprisingly, these fit quite nicely. Okay. Um, even though he's only five foot nine, absolutely well, short your shoes ass. Fell off there. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> Make sure I pick that up and put it in the bin. Uh, so there we are, flip-flops, walking shoes and boat shoes for me. Nick's just got sliders and walking shoes, I believe, and yep. the New and Balance trainers. trainers. Uh, what else, what else? Towels, now. Travel towel. Yeah, this is a big upgrade, definitely. Last time I went out with a camping towel, which was about half the size of me, which meant when we went to the beach, if I did scroll up at all, then the towel would shorten in length a lot and I wouldn't be able to sit properly on it. This time, we've gone with what is this called? What happened to that towel? It got jibbed, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, so, well, surprisingly, even though... World's most stinky yeah. towel. <laughs> After using it for over three and a half months, it managed to pick up this scent, which was absolutely outrageously disgusting. Uh, I guess the one thing about camping towels is that when you are on a moving day or traveling from a different location and you have to go early in the morning, don't use the towel because it needs time to dry. Otherwise, if you uh, pack it up, and fold it away, it quickly gathers this stench. And even after multiple washes 
of the Tao, it still managed to carry around this scent and people would look at you as you're walking past like you absolutely read. Now that's not the case, it was just a towel. Which is why we were in need of an upgrade. So we've gone for this Style Slice Go microfiber towel, which is two meters by one meter, and it's absolutely fantastic. Although it's difficult to tuck away in a bag, it fits nicely in my side compartment and is bigger than me, which is the first time I think I've ever had a towel that's bigger than me, let alone a camping towel. And when I put this on the beach, I'm gonna be so chuffed because I'll be able to lie down, go on my belly, and not worry about having to be in the sand the whole time. So I'm really chuffed with that. And it's a great present courtesy of my Christmas stocking. So thank you very much, Mother. Yes, and I still have the same towel from uh, South America, which was the same size as your former towel. But mine never stank, because I hung mine every time I washed. Um, did you pack a water bottle, Nick? Yes, I packed a stainless steel water bottle, thermal. Yeah, and you, you, you lost your first one, is that correct? Mm. Left it in a taxi, going to Machu Picchu. Sorry, it fell out of my bag in the taxi. I didn't leave it. You never lose anything? No, never. And I think the main thing about when we're traveling is, well, the first choice obviously was what bag to take and never to take a suitcase. Because we've seen a few travelers along the way and surfaces can be dodgy. Uh, carrying a suitcase is not really an option. Going underground after you've moved into a new city is, it's not practical at all. To put it bluntly, you'd be a wallad if you yeah. take a suitcase. Well, I have to say, I also have a book with me. Yes, yeah. And a diary and a harmonica. Um, which I barely used last time I was traveling, and I probably won't use much again, but it's there if I want to get creative. We've also both got small bags. We keep all of our essentials in here. Um, most of the time, passports will be there in there as well. Uh, I've also packed a padlock this time, and it's important to keep diarrhea relief tablets in there, because oh, yes. you never know when you're in India when you might need to go for a number two. So I think that's pretty much everything from um, from what's in the bag. Uh, another new segment. It's uh, probably the only time you're going to hear us talk about the bags unless they get stolen. We hope you have enjoyed this second episode of the Great Unknown Audio Show. I'm going to leave you with a new soundscape uh, for our segment of Take It In for just a second. Uh, this one comes from Lodi Gardens, uh, where I recorded our first episode. And it's the sound of the birds of the gardens. Oh, not the kids who came up to us asking for photos. No, that's in episode one, which, oh. isn't, which isn't out yet, according to you, Nick. Oh. So, it's been a pleasure talking to you once again. Hopefully the audio has restored itself to a professional quality. And uh, we look forward to you listening to the next one. <laughs>